We are getting the word out about ordinary people, extraordinary things, and we need your help. Could you share your favorite podcast, maybe a couple of your favorites, one of them that really spoke to you, or maybe you have a friend that's going through something that the podcast really talks about, and you'd like to share that with them. Please take this time to do that so that others can find ordinary people and be inspired and find faith and hope. Thanks for joining me on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm here with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Jocelyn's in high school, and I was like, we need to have more teens on this show telling about their their faith. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. If people don't know who you are, could you give three words or phrases that describe you? Uh, I'm an athlete, hardcore. Um, pretty tough and I feel like I would say probably pretty kind. Nice and tough like emotionally tough, spiritually tough, physically tough, all of it. I feel like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah? Yeah, it's kind of all there. Yeah. How Have you always felt that that's been a, a strength of yours? Yeah, I mean definitely like being an athlete you have to be mentally tough and you have to be physically tough, especially like in the sport that I'm in, um, but I feel like my sport has also made me like tough in the sense of like being able to stand in my faith. Mm. And, like, when I don't feel so good about how I perform as an athlete, like I can just look to him and be like, okay, like that wasn't what how I wanted it to go, but that doesn't define me. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. And so. I know what, what you're in, but can yeah. you share what you're, what you're gifted in and what God has you on a path of right now? Yeah, of course. So I play flag football uh, at Legend High School, um, and I just signed with the Mile High Blaze, which is a semi-pro tackle football team. So I am super excited to be signing that, and I'm super excited to go into my senior year for flag. Wow, that's so amazing. So a semi-pro football team, and you're you're a junior right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is that an all-women's football? Is it mixed? Is it? So it's all-women's. Okay, and that's not flag football. No, it's tackle. It's fully padded, like, full thing. Wow. Yeah. And so have you always been playing flag football or football in general or... So I started playing, like, football, like, at recess as a kid. Um, and then when I got into middle school, that's when I, like, started playing flag football because they offered it. I did amazing, and I loved it more than any other sport that I did. I was recruited to play eighth grade all-boys tackle football for middle school, um, but it just so happened to be the year that COVID hit, so I didn't get that opportunity. And then... Within the last year, I've gotten to play for two different teams for flag, one summer league and one fall league. It's kind of engulfed my life in the sense of, like, it just kind of is who I am. Mm. Yeah, that's so exciting. So how is it to play what I, I'll just say, I, it's mostly a male-dominated sport, right? Like when you yeah. think of football, you mostly think of, of the NFL or something like that. Yeah. So what's it like to be a woman playing playing football it definitely has its challenges I think it's definitely not as common 
for women to be playing like such a male dominated sport. And I think like some guys tend to like get a little standoffish mm. when they hear that I play football just because it's like it's seen as such a masculine sport that like, oh well you can't play it. Mm. Like this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely that side of the conversation, but there's also like a lot of people who find it so fascinating mm. that like I do what I do mm-hmm. and that I love what I do. Yeah. Um, I think it's just it's trying to get over the stereotypes of like everything that sports and women in sports around um, like have. Yeah. And I did I see that the Olympics is going to have flag football coming in? Yeah, so the 2028 Olympics, I think they're in LA, I'm not quite sure about that, but um, yeah, they'll have flag football. And you're going to be on the team? Well, so I can try out for the Nationals <laughs> team, but that's a long shot from here. <laughs> well, I was just speaking that. Yeah. <laughs> speaking that into existence. I would love an invitation, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So tell me about how you said that your faith and uh, playing football and just being athletic. Can you tell me a little bit about your faith journey? Yeah, so my so like I've grown up in the church, so I've definitely always been around the church. My mom's a pastor, um, and so I've always been at church, and I always knew who God was, I knew who Jesus was, um, but I don't think my faith journey really started. Um, until after my aunt died in sixth grade. Mm. It really like made me hit rock bottom. Um, And so I kind of like had to take a moment and say like, what exactly is this? Like, what am I, like, what am I using my abilities for? And it really struck me that like, what I was doing was for my own selfish, like pleasures. Mm. Um, and so I think that's really when I started to get into youth group and like consistently going to church more and like building my relationship with people in the church and not just being at church. Mm, that's good. That's such a distinction, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so th- throughout the last few years, it's definitely been like I have had such a deeper connection with God and I don't feel as scared to like just sit and pray and like ask God for Hmm. Uh, and I think football is definitely like football itself is so difficult and I think asking God for help in those difficult moments is something that like I really strive to do and I really like I'm pursuing every day Hmm. do you find it hard to share your faith with with your teammates Uh, I definitely don't like talk about my faith a whole lot with my teammates but I admit like what I do is like it's just subtle things Mm -hmm. that I know that other people pick up on but I feel like if a conversation does get brought up I tend to like lean into it a little bit but so like for every game throughout this last season I've had Matthew 516 written on my arm Um, sorry which one is that uh, let your light shine before others so that they see the glory of God above so good yeah so you kind of write it with like a sharp B. Yeah. So we, we have to like write these little things for what team we're on, and so I'll just write it with my stuff. 
Oh, that's so good. And I know of other teammates who, like, do the same thing. And I know before State, um, for Flag, we – I have a picture of it, actually. We all um, stood there and we just prayed as a team. Um, and so it was really, like, such a happy moment to see, like, my team come together, not just, like, on the field, but, like, with our faith. Wow. Okay, so you said, I'm not really sharing my faith, but then I'm sitting here being like, okay, no, she is sharing her faith. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't seem like the, like, big stories that you hear. Like, people just, like, talking to somebody random on the street. Um, and they're converted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it doesn't seem like that, but... No, yeah. but I, this is exactly what this podcast is about, right? It's about all of us can do something and we might think it's ordinary and we might think we're ordinary and we're not doing anything but if we are actually taking steps even if they seem small these are big things yeah that's so great what would you say to teens that are listening maybe they're struggling with their faith maybe they're maybe they were at that point that you were talking about where yeah i i believe but I just don't know, or maybe they're really struggling with something in their life. Maybe it's, you know, with just school or friends or the academics that they're in or the the sports that they're in. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, I would probably have to say, like, God puts certain things and certain people in your place or in your life that really make you lean on him Hmm. like nothing is ever going to be perfect and nothing is ever told to us that's going to be perfect you have to be able to take a step back and see what God is doing Um, and even if it doesn't feel like he's doing anything like just be able just being able to say like I know that what I'm doing is for myself and that's not what God wants me to do I think it, like, changes your perspective on just life and, like, the importance of things and just how much you are doing in the space around you. Mm. I feel like there is such a stigma, or if you might want to use another word, of teens. Like, if like I'm, an, you know, 40, like, oh, teens, oh, they're so this or they're so that or I can't relate to them or whatever it might be, what would you say to adults that are listening just about teens and what you guys are doing? And I guess I, I see such a fire in, in just the generation. Uh, specifically, uh, like we're just seeing all these revivals, mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's coming from the younger generation. And I find it very empowering and, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. But what would you say, what would you say to anyone who's listening that might be like oh it's so hard to relate to teens or i don't i don't understand them just because we're younger and we're like we have less experience doesn't mean that the experiences that we've gone through aren't what's driving us mm um, cuz i've met a lot of younger people who have had some pretty terrible experiences that have led them to God Mm -hmm. and 
just seeing where they are with God is really empowering because knowing that like your faith with God comes from your walk with him and not your age Mm. and I definitely would agree I think there's a lot of revival going on around like my generation I've definitely seen it a lot with our youth group I've seen it a lot in school I've seen it a lot with my team yeah it's pretty crazy to see how many people are coming to God and how many teens are coming to God I, I agree I agree why do you think that's happening I mean God of course <laughs> he can do anything but is there something that that your generation has been lacking that they finally realize that God is the answer or what what, what would you say I think that my generation lacks the most is like probably understanding and love and I think that like there's so many different ideas of what love is now Mm. and there's so many people and so many teens that don't understand what love is Mm. or like how to be understood and I think so many teens around me have found that like they don't have to understand everything to know that God is love Mm. and they don't have to understand everything to know that like what God has done for us is love Mm. wow that was that was really profound You, you were saying that they don't there's a lack of maybe understanding just in general with faith with could you maybe dive into that a little more? Yeah, I think the lack of understanding just comes from, like, the difference in generations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much more division between generations because it's like, oh, well, we had this and mm-hmm. you didn't, so you don't understand at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of people who don't realize that just because the circumstances are different doesn't mean the understanding of it is the same. Yeah. Like you've gone through different things, possibly because the world is changing, but yeah. but you're you've still gone through. Yeah. And in a way, I and this is me saying, putting something on you, but maybe you can say no, no, no. Yeah. But I feel like your generation has had to grow up very quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. I think like I've met so many people who have dealt with things that like they shouldn't have at a young age. Um, I know growing up, I always felt like like it was my job to grow up fast because everything around me was changing so fast. So I was like, well, I have to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think like the older as the older I've gotten, the more I realize like I wish I could just be a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to be little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. That's so good. This is exactly what I was hoping for when I was like, oh, Jocelyn said she would be on. (laughs) Do you have any other thoughts or things about your faith or about being a teen or talking to teens or anything like that that you're like, I really want to share this? The one thing that sticks to me the most is like God works in ways that are unusual. Like, I never would have thought that at 17 I'd be playing semi-pro football, that I'd have so many things going on in my life. And I think it's all just because I've leaned into what God is telling me and 
I've leaned into what I feel is God calling me to do. If I was to say like anything for teens specifically, is that like this is just the beginning mm. of our journey, um, and we have so much farther to come, and God is going to be right there with us the entire time. Uh, and so I think I'm just I'm so excited to see what my generation has coming for us, um, and I think there's so much to be done that my generation can do. I, I think you guys are on fire. And I love what you said about, I had no idea that this was going to be my life. And you're only 17, right? Yeah. And knowing, like, I, I have no idea what's going to come. And I loved that because I, I do feel that people in general can get stuck in the here and now, right? Like this moment, something's happening, and they don't feel like anything else is going to happen. And then decisions are made. Maybe someone tries to take their life and... But there's so much more. There's so much beyond that we can't see. So I loved that you said that because I think that's really needed. I think that's needed for everyone, um, maybe even specifically for your generation and what they're going through as far as hope, as far as right now is not the only thing. And God has a plan for you and you have no idea because even to this point, it's like, what? I'm going to pl- I'm playing semi-pro football. This is yeah. unbelievable. But God's like, yes, I have so much more. It's going to be unbelievable. That's so good. What would you say to people who are really into sports like you are? I loved what you said about you obviously are very driven and you want to win, but it doesn't define you. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had to learn. Like, it's definitely taken some losses and some beatdowns to like realize that like even though this is what I'm most passionate about that this isn't what defines me um I know like even we when we got to state like I really struggled with like okay I'm not doing this right I need to do this better and there was one moment that I remember right at the beginning before our game like game going into like final four um and I just had to take a second and ground myself and think this is just today Mm. like this is not the rest of your life this is not going to define the rest of your life like this is just today sports is so competitive nowadays like anything you do is competitive sports can be used for so much so many more things than just winning and I think that's really what I try to do with like leading in my faith in sports is like remembering that not everything is about winning and losing. So you try to remember that it's not about winning or losing. It's it's more than winning, you said. Yeah. What or you can use your kind of my might say platform. Yeah. For for what? Like for I definitely try and use like sports to like lead other people to faith Mm. and like I don't know exactly how uh, like in that moment I don't know exactly where you are in your faith all I know is that it's my job to help you know that you are like you have a greater purpose than whatever sport you're doing Mm. or whatever academic thing you're doing I use my faith to ground me so that I know I let others around me know that 
we're young and mm -hmm. we're, there's so much more ahead of us. So how you treat others, how you treat the game, how you treat a defeat mm -hmm. shows people who God is and what he has in store. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not going to lie and say it doesn't suck. But like, <laughs> um, but, like yeah. you want to win, right? But, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just remembering, like, to hold my head high and know that it's not the end of the world. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this has been so good. I'm, like, getting all these, like, little tidbits. And I was just thinking while you were talking about how I think it's Paul always talks about winning the race, mm -hmm. right? And I was just thinking about that when we're talking about athletics and, you know, being co competitive and things like that. There's a couple of times he talks about it, but Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. And then... 1 Corinthians 9, do you not know that in a race all runners run, all the runners run, but only one receives a prize. So run that you may attain it. And of course, these are talking about our faith, but also what a great example of using sports, using your God-given abilities to run the race God's given you to show people who he is. Oh, I've just loved this conversation. What is your favorite Bible verse or story? I think my favorite Bible verse is definitely Matthew 5.16. Yes, okay, the one that you put mm -hmm. on. Yeah, um, just because, like, that's how I'm trying to live my life, is, like, letting everybody around me see how much, seeing how much he's working through me so that they can see, oh, like, he can work through me as well. Like, I, it's not just a specific person. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. And that's why, like I said, I'm just so excited about your generation and the younger generation. And, uh, you know, like my daughter invited someone to church. She's seven years old. You guys have such a fire. And I think that that's, that's why you guys can reach people is because you're really on fire and you're not afraid to not like throw it in people's face. Like you said, I'm not on a street corner. I don't have this huge conversion story. I'm not sure that that's how most people are going to find Jesus, but to show that you're a light and to show that he's the light. Oh, that's, it's just amazing to see this, this light get bigger and bigger in this world. And what are you grateful for? I think I'm just grateful for like every opportunity that he's opened up for me. No matter how much I think that I'm losing an opportunity in something, that like I know that he has something else bigger in store for me. Mm. And I'm definitely grateful for like my parents and my sister, just for like being always like there to support me, no matter like win or loss. Mm. That's yeah. good. Well, thank you for being yeah, on. I've loved our conversation. Yes, me too. And I just can't wait to see what God is going to just continue to do in your life and how he's going to use these abilities to uh, grow his kingdom. Thank you for listening. This is David. And this is Rachel. And if you liked this episode, please share on social media. And share with your friends.